Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I have designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle a bullying epidemic. Today, we're going to be covering how some people just walk amongst us, and we always seem to miss some of the problems that they may be having. Have you ever looked at somebody or spoken with somebody and your gut reaction was, there's something wrong with this person? Now, you don't know what it is, but there's something wrong. You can't put your finger on it, but they either, now, and I am not stereotyping here or anything else, and I believe that intelligent people can understand what I'm saying, and I know I have an intelligent audience. But you look at them, and they it just seems like there's something off. Like you don't know if they have a uh, mental problem, emotional problems. You don't know if they're having one of those days. You don't know if this is episodic. You don't know if it's continuous. You have no idea. You have no idea. But your gut feeling is, you know, something's wrong here. And you don't, and you really look at it and you say, well, uh, you know, he's, I'm not around him all the time, so what does it matter? Or I just met him and I'll never see him again. But there are things that happen in our, in our society and in our culture that always get looked at in retrospect. Now, several years ago, I wrote an article. Actually, it was quite a few years ago. It was in 2013, and I did a follow-up article after the Parkland shooting in, on February 15th, 2018. Now, the title of, of my article was, They Walk Amongst Us. 
and it dealt with this guy who had a discharge from the Navy, and he had eight to ten events of misconduct. This happened at a naval yard. I believe it was in Washington, Washington, Washington Navy Yard. He had several events of misconduct. Uh, a discharge that the system converted to an honorable discharge, and I still don't know why, arrested for shooting three bullets into a neighbor's apartment, shot out three of his neighbor's tires, admitted he had blackouts that were fueled by anger, identified by his father as having post-traumatic stress disorder from involvement in 911 attempts, rescue attempts, and so on, he was described as an intelligent guy, but very aggressive and identified by a lay person at a Buddhist temple where he worshipped as someone who might kill himself one day. Now, this guy, you know, it, based upon that observation, he may not be rap to type. This, this young man's name was Aaron Alexis. Well... As I wrote in the article, he doesn't have to kill himself anymore because somebody did it for him. But it wasn't before he went on a rampage and shot and killed 12 people and injured countless others, both phys physically and emotionally. And my point here is they walk amongst us. And, and all you have to do is take a look at somebody's track record. And sometimes this stuff gets ignored. He had all kinds of problems in the Navy. And then they, they convert his dishonorable discharge to an honorable discharge. He was identified as aggressive, swings in his personality. He, yet it was reported that he, as a civilian information technology contractor, where he worked in the Navy Yard, was given security clearance, classified as secret. And now he, and then he had a bogus uh, common access card and gained entrance into the yard with minimum security check. And sometimes I don't understand it. I can, you know, I, I just don't. I could give you a reason, but I could never excuse it. All of these things that were going on with the guy, I mean, there's reasons why he's having mental problems, but the bottom line is you can't excuse the behavior. Of course, not that type of behavior. And sometimes we evade the excuse and call it a reason, and in doing so, we allow those people who are dangerously mentally ill to walk amongst us and have their way with us. And, of course, there's political correctness in here. And all of the things that go on with profiling and stereotyping and so on. And I like the, um, the guy that wrote Anim um, Animal Farm, George Orwell. The further a society drifts from the truth the more will hate those that speak us. Hate those that speak it. The truth is, we have a lot of people walking amongst us with these issues. 
And of course, we're not going to lump everybody into one basket. Some people do have uh, mental problems. They have cognitive issues. They have emotional problems. And 90% of the people get treated, probably higher than that, get treated, and they do well in life. But there's this certain percentage that just absolutely goes off and it goes off at the, the most in the most horrible way now let's fast forward the tape for a minute now we had that incident when and again the title of, and I'm going to put the article up on the uh, in the episode description now, February 15th, we had Nicholas Cruz in, in the uh, Parkland High School shooting. And there's in between 2013 and 2018, there was a lot of other shootings. And I, I wrote the, the original article because of my outrage. And I think we have to reevaluate our stance on being politically correct and start taking a look at the social media footprint that some of these deviant minds leave for all to see. Now, I can understand kids have difficulty. I can understand that kids have problems. I really can. I was an administrator, I'm a college instructor, I work with a lot of kids, I work with a lot of young adults, and the world can be a tough place to grow up in. The world has can have its way with us if we let it. And there's always disappointments, problems, headaches, money issues, family issues, relationship issues, you name it, we got it. But the bottom line here is, if someone has a problem and there are absolutely red flags that go up, we have to draw the conclusion that there is something wrong with the person. The teachers in Parkland uh, High School they were warned in advance about this kid, Nicholas Cruz. And I, and I know this happened a long time ago, but the bottom line is this is still happening today. He was placed in an alternative school. He was expelled because of undisclosed behavioral issues. I mean, we don't want to hurt this guy's feelings by letting anyone know what type of problems he was having in school or at a school. He was threatening teachers and students. He was involved in deviance, violence, and for basically disrupting the lives of anyone that told him no or anyone that got in his way. He wasn't allowed to bring a backpack to school. He wasn't allowed to bring a backpack to school. Do you know why? Because they were concerned that he might be carrying a concealed weapon. What are we waiting for in situations like this? And then a former student says that he was found to have bullets in his backpack. And he was abusive toward his girlfriend and, 
you know, you know the story. Your girlfriend gives you a hard time. Your boyfriend gives you a hard time. And you go off the deep end because the relationship's falling apart. Now, other comments that were made about this. And this is common. This is just not about Nicholas Cruz. This is common. This is stuff that goes on all the time. These people walk amongst us and we see it. We can't understand it. We don't know what's going on. But you know that there's something wrong with the person. Other comments. He seemed like the kind of kid who would do something like this. Then some other kids, they echoed that opinion. Then somebody says, everyone predicted it. Everyone? Everyone predicted it. The point is, if it can be predicted, it can be stopped. If, in fact, you believe that the prediction is, can be true. Police said they weren't warned about, of any possible attack by Mr. Cruz. They weren't warned. It was all over Facebook. How come they weren't warned? The superintendent told reporters, we received no warning. You didn't receive any warning. Why was he thrown out of school? For all of the above that I just mentioned. This goes back to political correctness. This goes back to the fear of a lawsuit. And you can't explain political correctness or the fear of a lawsuit to anyone who may have lost a loved one at the hands of someone that comes into a building who is mentally ill and who shoots up the place. There there wasn't enough of a warning that he's dangerous. Potentially, there could have been signs out there. This is the superintendent talking. But we didn't have any warning or phone calls or threats that were made. The kid said he was staying home because he didn't want to go to school because it was Valentine's Day. In many instances, people started to rant about doing more in terms of mental health awareness. And I agree that more has to be done, but Cruz is not a mental health problem. He's a behavioral problem who drew some private logic and his, the behavior that he was allowed to get away with. He was allowed to get away with certain things that had him draw a conclusion that I could get away with anything. And because of his look and his attitude, people walked around him. They were afraid of him. He's a young man who was never corrected as a child, and he became warped in his thinking, believing he could say and do anything he wanted. I've spoken about this a hundred times. He looks mentally ill. He's not mentally ill. Anything, and many times this is the case, the private logic that someone develops when they are not corrected as a child goes with them in life. And they believe that they can do anything they want and say anything they want. And if certain events occur during this person's life, 
that can set him off, there's a chance that he could do something horrible. Now, I don't think the the um, approach to stopping this madness is gun control, nor pouring more money into the mental health industry. Although it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. It starts well before anyone gets shot. It even starts before a child starts school. Starts school. It starts with teaching kids the difference between right and wrong and that there are consequences for bad choices. And sometimes we soft-pedal this thing, allowing kids to do whatever they want at a young age without some type of fair and firm discipline, and, and we need to help them develop some consequential thinking so they don't act on every impulse. I mean, let's face it, today kids feel good about themselves for no apparent reason. Everything the child does, he gets recognized for being awesome. And I've shared this a million, I may have shared it in the last podcast. Win-win doesn't exist and somebody has to lose, unless if you're a parent, my kid. And when the kid does lose, he can't manage the disappointment and the parents are afraid that his or her self-esteem will be damaged for a lifetime. We have to balance rules with compassion and make kids aware that the world doesn't revolve around them. We have to stop walking around behaviors that we believe are circumstantial and are caused by outside influences. And look, I was raised in a tough environment And a lot of people were not raised in ideal conditions. And war and you have neglect. You know, that just leaves a wake of people with post-traumatic stress and other conditions that need help and treatment. I don't have any idea what type of environment Cruz was raised in. None. And I don't know what his parents did to discipline him. And Cruz is only my example here. This goes on and on and on, and we're not recognizing it. We are trained professionals in schools, and we can't soft-pedal and let kids get away with things or worry, you know, when we have to confront them because we're frightened of the kid. This kids' behavior, and anyone that engages in this type of horrible act is absolutely steeped in deviance and pure evil, and they were designed to inflict pain and suffering. He had a digital footprint. He was a danger to himself and others. He didn't commit suicide after the massacre, as so many of these guys do. His behavior frightened people enough that they backed down from him like a child having a tantrum and allowed the free and he was allowed the freedom to say and do whatever he wanted. They walk amongst us. And we have to be aware of who they are. And 
as an administrator, an ex-administrator, even as a teacher or a counselor, what we have to come to terms with is we can't hang. We just can't hang a label on someone. It's not that they have a condition. We may not even know what the condition is. Sometimes kids are that smart they can get around any condition. We have to look at someone and through our gut reaction, our personal and professional expertise, we have to be able to say there's something wrong here and it has to be dealt with. It's not gun control. It's not mental illness. It's the acceptance of deviance at low levels that leads a person to upping the ante and believing that he can get away with this type of thing. The proverb goes, it's easier to build a boy than to mend a man. Somebody dropped the ball with Cruz and there's then there's balls being dropped all over the place. And Cruz's construction left somebody that was unfixable. And this, and you know, once it happens, they know their life is over the minute they make that decision to shoot people. They know their life's over. That's why most of them commit suicide. Now, how this kid's life will end, I saw him on TV crying, you know, the whole bit. I don't know what the outcome in his trial is going to be. The jury will determine that. But it will end. And that is no consolation to families who are living without their children and their loved ones. I am a person who looks at things very practically. I know I'm an administrator. They awarded me, you know, a doctorate degree for the things that I've done in bullying. I've taught. I'm 64. Been around a long time. But I am blue collar. And you have to take a look at some of this stuff and you got to get real with it and say, you know, there's just something wrong with this kid or there's just something wrong with this person. And you can't put your finger on it. But you do know that when you look at them, you feel uncomfortable. And that's what happened with those guidance counselors. They felt uncomfortable just being around them. That being the case, something needs to be done in terms of dealing with these issues and making sure that we stop things before they happen. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Thank you for listening. Please go to my website, www.bullyproofclassroom.com. There's a wealth of information out there that I know you'll enjoy um, on the website, courses, uh, products, and so on. This article will be up on the website. It will be called They Walk Walk Amongst Us. It'll be on the episode description in this podcast. So click on that and you can read the whole article. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thank you for listening to Anti-Bullying 101.